Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. We're just going to use this as a personal possession. I love it. Okay, thank you for coming on the podcast. I'm happy we're finally talking. Me too. Thank you for having me. I want to know what your, like, how you got into nutrition because you started from a different place, yeah, right? I did. Tell me a little bit of your backstory. So I was always kind of just like acutely aware of like body stuff. And like I was, I was a. You were a dancer. I was right? a dancer. I was a figure skater and a mm-hmm. dancer. And I was just kind of like very aware. What was that like? You know, I you were really young. I was really young. I really loved it. But I think, you know, not to like throw anyone under the bus, but I think just in my family, there was a ton of talk about like body. And I was very acutely aware of like what bodies were super desirable and which weren't as desirable. And it was hard. And I was like a really insecure kid in that way. And Did your coaches or your peers in dance and figure skating talk about food or like definitely say, I'm not going to eat that like that must have been just part of being at a studio completely it was very and it was kind of like the old weird 90s way of diet coke and diet coke cheese. and like splenda basically yeah, so much splenda. Yeah, so <laughs> and so it there was not really like the balance conversation and there was a lot of like i don't trust myself around food like oh my i, I could never keep that in my house i would like eat all of it mm-hmm. type of thing so I was just kind of like around a lot of disordered eating and I definitely had some of that too. I would never like had to like go see a doctor for it, but I just knew in my bones that it wasn't like something I felt like super comfortable around. And then when I was in high school, I started rowing. Like I was on the crew team. And for the first time in my life, I was like, oh, hold on. Like I want to be so good at this. And in order to be so good at this, I can't be like exhausted all the time from like eating. Like remember it was like the weird Atkins, like gross bars of like oh, yeah. the sugar-free everything. Like there's nothing. 100 in calorie it. snack packs. 100 calorie snack packs. And just like weird things that like are laxatives. Mm, tons you know, of laxatives. Tons yeah. of laxatives. <laughs> so I, for the first time I was like, ooh, I want to be really good at this. And I want to be really strong. And I kind of, snapped out of it a little bit in terms of just being like I'm so motivated to fuel my body and that really really helped me then I weirdly like I think when you go to school there's this weird thing of like what am I interested in for real and what's like a passion of mine so Mm -hmm. I think like 
I was in college. I was like, do I want to do like fashion? Do I want to do branding stuff? And I, my first job out of school, I was an assistant at CAA. Oh my God, amazing. Yeah. And my boss at the time was in like the branding department. People were doing like fashion stuff and brand stuff. And I was like, oh, maybe this is cool. But I hated it so much. I do think though, knowing what you do not want to do is just as important as. Oh, absolutely. Figuring out what you do want to do. But. And that only comes from trying lots of different things. Completely. And like failing and fucking up and Mm -hmm. like having those weird experiences where you're like, ooh, I thought that that might have been a thing. It's really not. You have an idea of what some things like in anything in life. You see it from the outside and you have an idea of what you think it's going to be and that your life will be a certain way if you're doing that thing. But like you know, day to day in fashion or day to day in branding or day to day in anything looks a lot different than than it does like from the outside. Completely. And the interesting thing was that my boss got pregnant while I was there. And the only thing I loved about my job is I then was really like hyper interested in like ordering her lunch and making sure she wasn't (laughs) downing Diet Cokes. And I I, like would get like lavender oil to like drop on her pillow at night for, you know, like I was very into like taking care of her in that way. And I started thinking about it and I was like, you know, you've always been into nutrition. It was kind of from this like unhealthy place. But like, what if what you actually want to do is like be this. And at the time they were they were representing a lot of like experts Mm. in different fields. And I was like, maybe I should be that cool like maybe I could like go on the other Isn't side it's not the best when you work at a job and what you thought you wanted to do is not it but there's something else yes. there that like lights up a little bulb inside of you yeah and I was like I think there's a need for people who know about this thing and then can talk about it in this way that works and so I went back to school and I did that from a very clinical place I went to grad school at NYU and it's very like organic chemistry and biochem and you work in a hospital and I'm actually really grateful for that because you now have to. you have to and now it also really helped with like imposter syndrome because mm. you leave I'm like I don't know in my early 20s and I'm just kind of like you know what any medication that you tell me I know what's up with that like any any ailment that you have whether you know now obviously in like the world of Instagram and stuff like that like this super medical like MNT we call it medical nutritional therapy like isn't really what we're talking about day to day but it is important in terms of like knowing what that stuff was so I kind of went so one way and so another way and then Mm -hmm. I kind of like when I found yourself in the middle I found myself in the middle and I found that when I started my private practice well I want to talk about that because how do you just start a private practice (laughs) well I think I was I had been working in the hospital how old are you at this point how old am I are you single? Like, I mean, it's a no, big deal to be like, I'm going to start a private practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was married. I, how old was I? I was like early, I was like maybe, let's say 26. Oh, you got married young. Yes, I did. You were a child bride. Yeah, I was young. Anything under 27 to me is a child bride. I think so too. <laughs> no, I think so too. It is super young. And I think, you know, I had worked, I had, I had worked a bit. There was like this kind of bougie little gym called Clay in New York. Oh, yeah. And I worked there and I kind of got a lot of clients from there. And pe- then people kind of like through word of mouth. I was also like writing for like magazine stuff. Like I would reach out to editors and like at the time everyone was talking about nutrition. You were doing that? That's amazing. I was doing that. And then I would. For what magazines? Different. I would do like 17. I would do. Oh God. I, what did I do? It was like an L and like. A, amazing. You know. Oh, and I would do like. I wrote for Man Repeller and like all the, remember? By the like, way, yeah, that's everything we looked at before yeah, there yeah. was the internet. I mean, before there was Instagram, that's a huge deal. Yeah. So that transition must have been because then everyone's like, oh, Shira's the like 
cool nutrition gal. It felt and she, like, like worked at this gym. Yeah, and everyone knows who you are. So that's an easier transition. Yes. To be and like, want to work with me privately. Yes. And so I was able to kind of like get clients that way. Yeah. And but the interesting thing though was that I had come from the, this really clinical program and I really knew how to kind of like set up a whole program for someone. But what I found was that most people knew what to do. They just weren't doing it. They just day needed day to be accountable. Yeah. And worse, I think like people worried that they just like didn't have willpower or they just didn't have it in them or that they just weren't someone who had control around food. And so a lot of it became more food therapy getting to the bottom of like what their triggers were, what were the things that were tripping them up and making them not act in their own best interest, even though they totally had. And by the way, everyone has willpower, which is now kind of a dirty word at this point. Yeah. It's just that it's a well that you pull from all day by like not texting while you're driving and, and not yelling at our kids when they're being crazy mm-hmm. and, you know, like paying our taxes and all the things. And so I think that the reality is, is it's really hard at the end of the day to like, eat really thoughtfully because we're tired and exhausted and like busy. Yeah, of course. And it's easy to just grab whatever's around you. Also, if you're tired, unless you've been actively eating really well for a long time and your body's craving healthy things, if you're super tired, sometimes you're like, I want a chocolate. I want candy. I want this thing. So we have had shower heads that my father installed in the 80s and I knew it was time to upgrade And I've obviously been reading a lot about how like water is so important, not just what we drink, but what's on our skin. And I found Jolie. Jolie is a beauty wellness company that is focused on purifying the quality of your water for better skin and hair. We all know that filtered water is what we should drink, but obviously why not filter the water that we're showering in? Because many of our skin and hair issues actually start with our water. I had no idea. The dry skin, the acne, the damaged hair, eczema, the change in our hair color, rashes, even hair loss. The water that we shower in is fundamental to the quality of our hair and skin. And that's why Jolie is tackling the root cause with the Jolie filtered shower head. So number one, they're gorgeous. Number two, I cannot believe how much water comes out of these things. Like it, my water pressure is so much better. And I instantly noticed how soft my skin is, how shiny my hair is. Dobby Day didn't even really, I didn't even tell him like what it did. I just told him we got a new shower head. And within two days, he was like, why am I so soft? Like my hair feels really good. His hair was less frizzy. I mean, it was unbelievable. Get filtered shower water today at jolieskinco.com and follow them at jolieskinco on Instagram to learn more. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes in life, we're faced with tough choices and the path forward isn't always clear. You know, when we do our Q&As on the podcast, we constantly get questions like, how did you know what you wanted to do? How did you know where you wanted to move? Do I move to another place? Should I take this job? Should I not do this job? Like, it's so overwhelming. And there just has to be a moment where you are allowed to bounce ideas off of somebody who can really help you. So whether you're dealing with decisions around career or relationships or anything else, that's what therapy is here for. Therapy can help you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life so you can move forward with confidence and excitement. Trusting yourself to make those decisions that align with your values is like anything. It takes practice. And the more that you practice, the easier it gets. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. 
It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient and flexible and suited to your schedule. This is the perfect gateway into therapy for you. You don't have to drive to an office. You can switch therapists so quickly. You just fill out a brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Please visit betterhelp.com slash Pia today and take advantage of getting 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Pia. I want to know what it was like thinking that you're going to be a nutritionist and essentially being a therapist. Yeah. You know, I think that because I had that background of like being in school in that way and being in the hospital in that way, it helped me not have imposter syndrome. And I've always been like, I'm obviously not a therapist, but it does end up being like a therapy session. I think it felt good because I realized like it was a skill that I had and I felt really natural in that. Mm -hmm. And I realized that, you know, I had done a ton of therapy and I was really interested in thinking about like in terms of self-compassion and how Mm -hmm. like we think that and I certainly did, too, that like in order to get somewhere, you feel like you have to be an asshole to yourself. Totally. But in reality, it's actually quite the opposite because those feelings of like shame and inadequacy kick up cortisol like make us kind of do like the eat repent repeat cycle Mm -hmm. and the whole thing where we're like fuck it it's all ruined anyways and so I think that I felt really comfortable in that role without kind of like stepping outside my lane essentially yeah and I liked it a lot what does it feel like to manage personalities in that way Ooh. You know, I really let it's funny. I used to earlier on in my career, I had a lot of male, like high powered male mm. energy. And then I would have, you know, kind of like it was fun for me to kind of mix it up a little bit. So like my some of my favorite people to work with are like teen girls yeah, because I could have really needed it. Like there's they're so smart and they're so sweet and they're obviously all different. But to be able to come at that age and to figure out like how kind of it all works, what works for you, what doesn't, how to figure out like what's worth it to you, what isn't at that age, I feel like is such a gift. And then it is kind of fun to like play around. I don't really have so much of the like high powered male energy anymore. It was like a funny moment in time, (laughs) but I like it. I think that it's kind of like interesting and it keeps it interesting. And now that I have the podcast, I still really love having my private practice because it gives me like I do the daily here and I feel like without that and having my ear to the ground in terms of like what are the things that are coming up I I wouldn't have as much to say and I also think that there are themes that you see like no matter who we're talking about like little things that pop up where you're like oh my god you know who is just talking about that this person Mm -hmm. and then when you see like a cluster of like three different things you're like oh that's a thing we should talk about yeah 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 which is so cool yeah I think having teenage girl like I'm sure someone's listening to this and they're like that's so privileged and it absolutely is but I have to tell you I I had a nutritionist and a trainer mm. when I was in high school. Your parents don't know what to do with you if you're having body stuff. And there's nothing that your mom or dad is going to tell you. Like there's a family member of mine who's going through this right now with her mm. parents. And it's like you're ultimately like sometimes when you're that age, you just want to rebel against your parents. Completely. And teaching a young girl, especially 
like you're giving her foundational tools to prevent weird behavior for the rest of her life. I mean, what a gift. Like a lot of us are having to figure this out in our fucking 30s. <laughs> I know. I know. And I, I really could have used it. Mm-hmm. And I I really admire when the moms, of course, and like, I'm glad you said that it is privileged, obviously, but I really admire, obviously, if you have the resources to do it and whatever that like a mom who maybe is even hyper aware of this stuff in her own way, knowing like, you know what? She doesn't want to hear this from me or like a dad being like, you know what? I don't know what to do with that. I don't like, uh, even though I could tell them because I know how to do it, like uh, knowing that sometimes the kids it's, it's hard to hear that from your parents. Mm hmm. I know, and there's nothing. Kids are so fucking manipulative. Like, they're going to spin it to be something negative anyway. You know what well, I mean? Well, it's funny because, I mean, what you find a lot with the kids is like, you know, one of my clients had a little brother who was a type 1 diabetic. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, like, and she was significantly older. So, like, she had lived her whole kind of childhood one way. And then now they had to, like, be, and by the way, I can't imagine, you know, how stressful that might be, like, especially when you're still learning the insulin of it all. And, mm-hmm. you know, you have a kid with like need, like real medical needs. And now all of a sudden, like the sh- energy has focused into this. And now we only have this type of food and whatever. And I think that like knowing that there are just things that come up that don't even have to be a huge deal. But for kids to feel supported in that way, that they can have an outlet to be like, well, like I was you know, going about it this way and now I'm feeling this and also going through puberty. Like we, you and I have talked offline about this, that there was this one girl. I loved her so much. She was just one of those girls. And by the way, I'm like that too. I'm not someone who could like eat a ton of pasta or pizza, like, and and still like maintain the goals that are like, it's Mm -hmm. just not like I could have a little bit, but I'm not someone who can go like crazy. Like some people can and genetics are real. Like we talked about and she was just like, you know, I am friends with all these girls and obviously I would love to eat like that, but I kind of can't. So I want to know like how I can do it for me. Mm. And I thought it was so sweet and like amazing and like imagine her 20s and 30s. But that's how I like I got my period when I was 10. Wow. Yeah. And I never played a sport. Mm. And my husband is always like, there are foundational issues that you have (laughs) in your personality (laughs) and with body stuff. Because you didn't have, you weren't forced to play a sport growing up. He's like, everybody mm. should play a sport. Oh, I don't think that. Like, but I, sh- I wish I would have kept with tennis. Mm. Like, my parents let me quit everything I didn't want to do. Oh, so anyway, not to make this about me, but I think it's important to what you said. I got my period when I was ten. So by the time I went to high school, I'd had my period for four fucking years. Wow. And I had really heavy. And now I know I had PCOS. Right. And they put me on birth control and all these different things. And then I became like best friends with my like all my girlfriends my freshman year of high school, freshman, sophomore year. And they all played insane sport, like competitive soccer, competitive basketball, competitive volleyball. Like they were like bean poles. Half of them had not gotten their period yet. Wow. And we would spend every weekend, we would buy like the tubes of raw cookie dough. Yeah. And like eat the raw, like bite it like a hot dog. Yeah, yeah, and we yeah. would always get pizza. We, there used to be like a Ghirardelli's in Pasadena. We'd go get like Sundays and like I gained eight, I gained 50 pounds and became pre-diabetic. Oh, wow. And so there it was like how do i yeah. i if i were to say and then it my whole high school became oh well, i'm not going to eat that like um i can't go to that thing or like it was just a shit show of and then everyone called me fat 
And then oh. and then they put me on Adderall and I got skinny and everyone's like, thank God you're thin again. I mean, it was just these horrible. I mean, people still every day are like, wow, you were so fat and now you look so great. Listen, it's a part mm. of our culture. But I, I being able to give like tools like that to young people, I can't imagine how beneficial that just is like foundationally for your life, because for her to be that elevated, sophisticated to say, like, I want to be a part of this, but that doesn't serve me. How do what are my other options? Yeah, it's just there's so much power there. There's so much power there. And I think about it a lot in terms of like there's all this research on future self, mm. which is that. Talk about that. So it's really, really cool. So basically there was all this research done by this guy, Hal Hirschfield at UCLA, and he was looking at it in terms of saving behavior. Okay. So what he found was that people were not saving for the future. And uh. the reason he thought that that was, was that he felt like people had, the way we thought about ourselves in the future was almost like it was another person. Totally. So we had no connection to our future self. And he did a lot of research to show that that was true, that like we literally consider that person like a random, like our person. <laughs> yeah. So it's really hard to forego an immediate want right now in order for a long-term payoff for someone that doesn't like exist or someone that's uh-huh. not even like you. So I, which is why people don't do like they look at their health as like we well, don't floss and we don't you know it's hard to it's no ha- preventative medicine here. exactly it's really hard because we want to do what we want to do and if you're really connected to yourself in the future and I think like when you get pregnant when you have kids and stuff like that it makes it easier because you're like oh I want to be really strong for Absolutely. my kids yeah I think about that so much now yeah me too and so I think that the reality is that sometimes a really young person can have that without even realizing, which is so rare because they don't even have their, the prefrontal cortex is the part of the brain that is like the most evolved part of the brain that's like, yeah, we should maybe think about the future. (laughs) But kids don't even develop it fully until they're 25, which is why we're like fuck ups until then. Oh, cool. Obviously, you guys hear me talk about parallel constantly, especially how much of it I brought with me to Italy because I can't live without it. Parallel is the first and only OBGYN founded vitamin brand that offers targeted vitamin routines for all the stages of a woman's hormonal life from pre-kids through pregnancy and into postpartum. They aren't just a prenatal vitamin brand either. Each product is formulated by their founding team of world-class doctors. So there's OBs, maternal fetal medicine doctors, endocrinologists, and they work in partnership with functional medicine doctors, nutritionists, and doulas, which is like the best of all the worlds. I've been taking the mom multi-pack since I gave birth and now have switched to the conception pack. I do not go a day without my PCOS formula. I cannot stress enough how much it has changed my hormones, how I feel. And now that Davide and I are trying for baby number two, I also have him on the men's multi because fertility is truly 50-50. I can't tell you enough how much I love the conception pack too. Like the same thing with the PCOS formula. It's a combination of stuff that I was buying separately for a very long time. It was expensive and I didn't know if I was dosing myself right. That's why Parallel is so fabulous. And these Parallel packs are under $50 a month when you subscribe. So it's less than $2 a day. And like I said, if you were to source all these things separately, you'd be spending upwards of $100 a month. Each pack comes with a 30-day supply of vitamins all bundled together in a recyclable daily packet on the go anywhere, anytime. And exclusively for our Everything is the Best listeners, Parallel is offering 15% off your first three months 
of Parallel with code BEST15. So head to Parallel.co, that is P-E-R-E-L-E-L dot C-O, and you can cancel anytime with a 30-day money-back guarantee. All right, I want to tell you about the underwear that I'm obsessed with because I can't keep it to myself. It's the Fits Everybody Collection by Skims, and I feel like it's their best-kept secret. I mean, I've been talking about Skims for a long time. I wore Skims when I was pregnant made me feel awesome. I wear it postpartum. But there's something about the Fits Everybody collection. The feeling is like no other underwear I've worn before. It is so stretchy and soft. It just kind of melts on your body. You forget you're wearing it. I found out about it from a friend of mine. She came over. She was wearing like tight jeans. And I remember just being like, what thong are you wearing? <laughs> like, is that I just want to like, I always want to ask my girlfriends what they're wearing. And two other girls at the dinner table were like, we have the Fits Everybody thongs on because you don't feel like you're wearing anything. They are unbelievable. The Fits Everybody collection is super lightweight. It molds to your body. The buttery soft fabric stretches to twice its size without ever losing shape, meaning you get a perfect fit every time. So I've been wearing it before I got pregnant, during my pregnancy and after, and it fit my pregnancy bod so nice. You know, you're just like so uncomfortable and it doesn't feel like you're wearing anything. And the size range is epic. It goes from XX small to 4X. You should believe the hype. This collection is over 90,000 five-star reviews for a reason. Skims fits everybody and more best-selling essentials are available now at skims.com. Plus, get free shipping on orders over $75, all at skims.com. After you place your order, be sure to let them know that I sent you. You can select podcasts in the survey and be sure to select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. And let me know because I swear I will I will replace your pair if you don't like them. Best ever. But I think that, um, you know, in terms of like the kids stuff and in terms of... How like, do you speak to your kids about food? So I have one. He's five. I'm sorry, I thought you had two. Sorry. Yeah, he's five. He, um, I'm... My mom brain. Do you still have mom brain? Completely. And I also feel like... I call my kids' names by their... Uh, my <laughs> friends who have kids. Like I call... They think that I don't... Like I call their... Like their cousins. <laughs> like I'm like, where am I? I'm like no, my mom. No, no, no. I think it's it's hard to keep track of all the things. You have a lot of businesses. You have a lot of things going on. But I feel the same way. And I have a lot of just like moving. I weirdly am Rain Man about some things. Like I can I know where like a weird thing is in like the bottom of my closet. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know really basic things. My big thing with him is that I really wanted the conversation around treats and whatever to not be like this is good this is bad this is so i i'm very much of course i do feel like you know we all say we're not going to do all these things and then we have kids we're and doing like our best we're doing our best mm -hmm. but i really wanted it to be like you know sometimes you get a treat just because it's fun and exciting it's not good it's not bad it's like this is fun there's growing foods. You got to have those too. Growing foods. I'm a big proponent of doing a high quality multivitamin for kids mm -hmm. because it cuts. I think their kids go through stages of growing really rapidly where they're really hungry and then they go through phases of not growing as rapidly and not really wanting anything. There's and the one you recommend. I like I like Haya. OK, I already have that for her. Do you? OK, great. Yeah. It's just like no sugar. It's clean. It's tasty. Oliver loves it. And I feel like it's really easy for like mealtimes to become battlegrounds. And I'm sure for you, I mean, like I know like meal and food and mm -hmm. family is such a big thing. So I think 
it is for me too. And for me, I felt myself being like, I'm not going to be the person who's like, oh, you didn't have dinner. What will you eat? Here's your thing. And so I felt like by supplementing and serving the thing that obviously keeping in mind what they like and what they don't like. My other big thing is I feel like the kids this, you know, sometimes with developmental stuff, this can be hard, but I think that the kids need to tolerate things having on their plate like that they don't want. So like you don't have to have everything. You don't have to finish your plate, whatever. But like, yeah, it needs to be on. Your you plate. can tolerate having the broccoli on your plate. Yeah, yeah, totally. I'm into that. Do you use I'm sure you don't. Do you use like dessert as a reward if you finish dinner? You know, I try so hard not to use dessert as reward. And I but I will I won't do it as a means to finish. But I will like, you know, uh, he's super like treat like the idea of like going being like having a treat like there's going to be treats that like, you know, like if we're going to we went to a birthday party on Saturday and it's kind of like he was acting a fool all day. And it's like, you know, we're going to the party. There's going to be treats there. Things have to happen here behaviorally and whatever yeah. in order to like go to that party and have those things. So but I try really hard not to. And then also to be completely honest, like I'm human, like, yeah, you it's are. Not, and like it's hard out there. I think I think that I see parents initiate that. Yeah. And that's not like I've I've seen friends be like. Their kid doesn't even ask for ice cream or really know what it is. And you're already telling right. them that they can have ice cream if they finish. So I'm like, why would you introduce that? Because, right. because now you're saying that's that is an important that's what they want now. thing. Yeah. And like that is above all else instead of just like and we always talk. I mean, listen, she's only two. So we'll see what kind of parent like, you know, it's not up to us. Yeah. But we always talk about, again, moderation like Davide's like in my you know, how I grew up, it was like there's no bad thing, but yes. we're not eating mounds of fucking ice cream. But like going with your family to get I think I think ice cream and those treats, I think, are are something that's nice if if it it's a activity that we all do together. That's like outside of the house. Yeah. Like we're going to go get this thing and then yeah. we get to talk in the car, sing songs in the car. You know, it's like let me get a little silly. It's like. These things and like not doing them as a reward, but like Davide's like, it's nice to do them randomly. I like that too. I do the same thing where I'll be like, you want to split this with me? Like this would be so like, this is tasty. And like, let's go, you know, and have it be the experience of it. Not because someone was good. Someone was bad. You know, we do it now as adults. Then it's like good, bad with good, with these foods that are good and bad. Exactly. And I think, you know, I see it a ton in my practice where people, I call it like loopholes and moral licensing. They're like, I've been so good. I deserve to be bad. Or like, Mm. you know, like, um, Ooh, I had such a bad day. I deserve this. It's like you, it doesn't have anything to do with morals. So it's like, Again, and you and I have talked about this too. It's like the reason it all works is that we're like we're all grownups. You can have whatever you want, but not everything is going to be worth it if you have a specific goal in mind. I kind of like really want to echo that to that, which is that, you know, like all of this exists together. And I think being able to have something like that, have it be a fun little special thing and then not be like, oh my God, I should have eaten that or now I can't have this or, you know, have that affect anything for the rest of the day. Teaching that to your kids, I think is so much more important than I think the things of our generation that we thought were more important just in terms of like, 
nutrition stuff, like showing them, eating with them, showing them that you yeah. love. I mean, you have such a beautiful love of food and you guys are cooking and tasting and stuff. Like I see it all the time. So I feel like she's going to grow up seeing that and knowing that like having that and having dessert is a part of a whole thing. Mm hmm including all the vegetables and the things, but they do go through phases where they're not going to eat any of that anymore. Totally. Talk about mindful eating because I know it's like a huge part of your practice. Yeah. You know, I think at this time, it's almost like an eye roll because I know that, <laughs> like the term mindful eating, because like, we know we're supposed to eat more mindfully. And so it's like, how do you actually But I've heard you that? talk about it in a way that's helpful for me. Yes, totally. I just mean that I think that, you know, in ter the way I think about it is doing your best to pay attention to what you're eating while you're eating it. Mm -hmm. And I think knowing that there are times that it's just going to be really hard. So like, you know, that you're going through like shooting a big campaign and like there's stuff going on with your house and your kids and whatever. So during those times, finding ways to kind of bypass the whole process and make some decisions ahead of time. Mm -hmm. So you don't even have to think about it. Like, you know, Right now, it's like, you know, the late morning. So what are you having for dinner? All of those things. So you can make some of those decisions ahead of time. Having some things. I'm not a huge like meal prep person, but I like meal assembly. Same. I don't like I'm not a meal prepper. I don't want to eat old food. I don't want to eat. I, like to me, I don't I don't have the forethought to be like, I know how I want to have the whole thing. But like I have, have some stuff beautiful shredded assemble. chicken yep. and chopped whatever. But in terms of the mindful eating, like some really easy things are like eating with your non-dominant hand. It actually Whoa. forces you to pay attention to what you're eating while you're eating it. Cool. I'm also big into I'm curious how you think. And like some moms are like, Ugh, but like putting your food on a plate it's so easy to eat hurriedly over the sink and just like over the counter. And the thing is, is like you deserve to like sit, even if you have like a baby, you know, like pulling on you and whatever, but like put it on a plate. See, like being able to visualize it. There was all this research done that shows that we kind of like when we don't, we're just eating out of packages and whatever. We have almost like eating amnesia where it doesn't totally. fully register. Mm -hmm. And then we're not like paying attention to like the sensory aspects of the food that are actually really delicious. You're not looking at your phone when you're eating. too. Sometimes I'll look at my phone and I'm like, oh, I'm not I'm not thinking I'm not enjoying this bite because I'm looking at something. Right. Culturally, I have a Dobby Day didn't grow up uh, like, you know, they didn't. They couldn't even really like afford to buy meat or anything. So you sat down and if he didn't eat something, his dad would be like, you don't get anything else. Like, because oh. we don't, it's not an option. Right. And then he would serve it to him the next day until he would finally, he was like, we don't have the privilege. Like I work really hard to be able to just have this. Yeah. And so you're fucking eating that. Yeah. And you have to sit down because it's just respect. Yeah. Uh, for the food, for yourself, for the environment. And Carmela's nanny, uh, who's, you know, a really large fixture in our life. Like if I stand up and eat or if my mom is it, and like I'll assemble a nice lunch for myself, yeah. but I'll start eating it while standing because yeah. I'm like on a call or something. She'll like tap me and be like, it's time to sit down. Oh, I love that so much. Mm -hmm. That's so beautiful that you have that because it is hard. It she is sits down every day too and eats and she like listens to her. I love that. Listens to the Bible on YouTube and like, and that's her time to, and by, by the way, when she started coming to our house, I was like, it's important for me that you sit down. So like we do it to each other. I'm like, yeah. it's important for me that you sit down and take 
a long lunch and she'll be like, you need to sit down. Like if I haven't eaten by like one, like she will make food for me. That is so is really, beautiful. Because she's just like, it's important for your body. It is. And I think like mothering ourselves in our, and like in that way, like she's mothering you in that way. There's a and lot of like lovely mothering. I, I think that's really beautiful. <laughs> and in cases where you don't have that, like really doing your best to mother yourself, because I think the reality is that so many of us would do those things for other people totally. and like make it beautiful and make it a plate and the whole thing. And it doesn't take that long. And you don't need to plate it gorgeously for yeah. Instagram, but like literally just putting it on a plate does help it register and it helps you then be like oh that was great and i and enjoy I it respect full. yourself In completely what i want to talk i, I want to talk about either supple i want to talk about supplements that you're taking mm. i want to talk about new things that you've discovered yeah, like yeah. what's happening in shira's world yeah, right yeah. now yeah, that yeah. you want to suggest for our people you know what's so funny is like i'm sure you have this too where i have these conversations all day every day and there are so many things. I do like the Armra Clostrum. I do like Berberine. Mm -hmm. I take the Thorn one. I think it's That's cool. That's what I used to take before. Yeah, I think it's cool. I'm into it. <laughs> I'm really into red light therapy. I need to get in on that. I'm into it. Like You have the little shield? I have a little, like a little panel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And the thing is, is like people typically use it for like skin stuff which I'm very into, but I got one sent to me and I was kind of like, let's see. And it was kind of, uh, I'm sure like you, I know this is you because we've emailed late at night before, but like a lot of times, like I'll put Oliver to sleep and then like I'm working and yeah. I have almost like a full day's work, like for a couple hours. And I kind of was like, fuck, how am I going to get to the whole thing? And I put it on and it, it felt like direct sunlight to me cool. and it kind of really affected my mood. And it, I'm really into like, something I could do for 10 minutes that would mm -hmm. kind of shift me out of a thing. Yeah. And so I'm into red light therapy. I'm trying to think of any other supplements. I'm not like a, he oh, you know what I love hmm. is the fullest has a saffron latte. It's oh, like, have you tried that? So good. Stuff is so good. Saffron helps with brain function. Yeah. And incredibly. mood. And mood and like PMS stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm into, I mean, I'm more like just love the taste of it. And I think it's special. And that for me is kind of like a ritualistic thing where like in the morning, it feels like a special thing I could do for myself where mm -hmm. you're like crazy and whatever. And it's like, oh, I'll take like nut milk and I'll do it like instead of water, I'll do like a cup of nut milk and heat it up and do no, it. So delicious. So delicious and creamy and special. So that's what I'm really into. And then the, the thing is that the conversations that keep on popping up, which is really funny, is like I've interviewed so many wellnessy people and I'm like, what's in your thing? Just like I have with you a million times. But I feel like the one thing that people are talking about again and again that I really relate to is this idea of getting to a place where you can like disappoint someone else in order to not disappoint yourself. Mm -hmm. Like say no, like be willing to <clears throat> be willing to say no to something and super respectfully, of course, and whatever. But in order to be like that, like knowing like a self-knowledge piece of like when your cup runneth over in a not great way and being like, I'm reaching the point where I am about to crumble. So instead I have of this conversation with my husband all 
the it's yeah. super important because like the thing is, is i could do this and i could be a hero to you but then literally <laughs> i'm not going to be able to do, like i'm you know in a really bad place and then that wasn't good for anyone and yeah. it's not good like and i've, I've done it a million times that i used to be such a people pleaser and i think getting really clear on that and what that is in like totally crumb like no one gets a medal for like no. being so exhausted that they can't deal with their life and i think the other thing with that is like pick a time to rest or your body will choose it for you mm. it's never it's the most inconvenient time when your body chooses for you totally. and so i think this idea of like rest is productive i'm also really into like the hormone like i'm really into knowing your cycle and specifically about like i think like when you and i were gr growing up like you like go through periods of like your month where you're like oh my god i'm so starving i feel so gross like why am i such a beast like whatever and you're like oh and now i'm like of course i'm extra hungry than i would be normally of course i'm craving these things and you give yourself grace in terms of that so that you know you're like yeah i'm sorry like <laughs> i'm sorry for all those years of being so rude to you but i do think having that self-knowledge piece is like key and i'm always going to preach that where can people find you where can people find the book so my book is The Food Therapist, anywhere books are sold. Which is so cool. Thank you. I'm, you did it through Goop, right? I did it through Goop. Yeah, yeah. Goop so was the, the imprint. Wow. Yeah. And I am at Shira underscore RD and the podcast is Good Instincts. Thank you so much. Thank you. And that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes this week's episode of Everything is the Best. I hope you enjoyed it. Please rate review, subscribe, all that stuff. Maybe leave a comment. But remember, shitty comments are for shitty people. Go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Pia Barangini. And I hope you have a fabulous, fabulous rest of your day. Love you. Ciao. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.